pray this morning. And Pastor Larry, I'm going to have you and Pastor Roy come out here and pray for Israel. Because this is very, very important, and I want all of us to do it as a congregation. Lord, we today obey you as we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, These are your covenant people, your old covenant people, and your eyes are constantly on them. And so we do this morning lift them up to you and ask the hedge of protection over that city and over that country and over that nation. And we ask, we bless Israel today. And we ask that America would bless Israel and understand its destiny is tied to Israel. And so we pray in the name of Jesus that Israel would have victory after victory after victory, even as it is the will of God in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for our government right now, God, that you will open the eyes of those that are in power. But God, I just pray right now that many things are happening throughout our land that our eyes are being opened for the first time to see the oppression and the people that are standing against Israel. So God, I pray right now that you bring out everything out to be seen, Lord. You said that there has been lying in darkness for years and years and years in building. And God is trying to come up forth right now, the darkness. God, may you reveal it with the light, Lord, right now. Bring everything that is evil. That's being brought against this nation and against Israel, God. We ask you, Lord, to bring light to it, Lord, right now. And people to be able to see it. People to be able to understand it. Let us wake up, Lord. Let us wake up, Lord, to the evil, God, that Satan has been putting in this place. God, for us to stand strong with Israel. God, for us to stand mightily behind them. God, because you said if we stand with them, we are with them and we will be blessed with them. So, God, we just thank you because we do. But like Pastor said, Lord, not just in lip service, but God... I ask you to bind everything that would come against Israel. Every weapon that tries to be formed to be able to be used against them. Lord, as one the other day was just turned right back on them, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Take the rockets, Lord. Turn that which meant for evil. Turn it back for good, Lord. God, we just praise you and we thank you, Lord, that you chose a people. And then, Lord, you told us that we could be adopted into that, to that great nation. And God, let our, uh, let our adoption, Lord, be real, Lord, in our lives today. And to know that we're part of them and that we're part of the soon coming King. So God, I pray your power, Lord, to be seen mightily upon the stage of this world. May they see that God, you are with Israel and nothing can stand against you. And God, as they go forth, that your perfect will will be accomplished, that your word says that those that are against Israel shall die. And so, God, we stand upon your word and we praise you. Lord, many people see the love of God. And God, we know that you're love. But God, you're also one that destroys. You destroy evil. And so, God, we just praise you. And we thank you for the victory that's coming to Israel and to our world, Lord, today. Be with our government as evil begins to raise its ugly head, Lord, throughout the world. May we be there ready to crush it, that evil, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isaiah 50, verse 4, please. Isaiah 50, verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land, and I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. You may be seated. You may be seated. So this week we are going to be finishing the series on walking in freedom. This is week eight of the series, and we are talking of from curses to blessings, from cursed to blessed. Our foundational scriptures, Galatians three thirteen to fourteen. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham, and I'll come to that, what the blessing of Abraham means, 
that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Isaiah 22:25. He says, "In that day, says the Lord, and this is the day, the peg that is fastened in the secure place will be removed." So all the troubles, all the cycles, all the negative things that has been happening that seem like it just doesn't move. The Bible says it will be removed and be cut down and it will fall. And the burden that was on it will be cut off for the Lord has spoken. Revelations 22 verse 3 says no longer shall there be a curse upon anything. You are not supposed to have things in your life that just don't change for the good. That's what the Bible is saying. No longer will there be a curse. No longer will there be adversity upon adversity upon adversity. Like I said last week, even Job. After a while, things turned around for Job. Cycles and cycles and cycles must not be. It is not the will of God because he says here, no longer. Will there be a curse on anything? Why? For the throne of God and of the Lamb will be there. You are now a child of God. You carry Jesus in you. You are the temple of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we talked about what was, what is a blessing? A blessing of somebody who is blessed or a family who is blessed or a community or a nation that is blessed. It means that there is an empowerment. For success. There's an empowerment to succeed. And so no matter what goes on in the life of that person, no matter what goes on in the life of that family, there's always a blessing. Somehow they will rise above it and become successful. That is a blessed person. And that's what God told Abraham. He says, in you, with all the, not only will you be blessed, but in you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. We are coming to that. And then we said, a curse is an empowerment to fail. It's just the opposite of blessing. It's someone or a family or a nation or a community that no matter what they do, they just never seem to make it. They live from paycheck to paycheck. There are some things going on in the family. It has been, everybody knows it. It's from generation to generation. And no matter what you do, no matter what they do, it seems like they always come back to that negative thing. That is a curse. And again, like I said, that is not our portion. Because the Bible says there's always a reason. There's always a cause for a curse. And for us that Jesus says that he has redeemed us from every curse. We shouldn't as believers be held in bondage or be in situations that we, are, we don't know what to do. That shouldn't be. And so we are going to talk about some of the things I touched on them last week. Why things follow believers who are saved, who know scriptures, who are in church, some of the things that caused some things to be on people that shouldn't be. And we talked about two major things. It's loving the Lord and obeying Him. If you are a believer and you love the Lord, and you obey Him, obey His word, you will be blessed. Because we looked at Abraham, the Bible says, because Abraham obeyed the Lord fully. That's what the scripture said. It said he fully Obeyed him. And we saw a scripture where Abraham was told by God to go sacrifice his son. And the scripture says he told him, go and sacrifice your son. Your only son whom you love. So you see how it ties it again. Obedience is tied to love again. Because if you say you love God, you must be able to give to God what you love. Because that's the measure. That's how God will know if you really have him as number one. In your heart. If you really love him. It will be based on how much things. (laughs) Or whoever. Whatever. Making sure those things don't take the place of God. In love that you have for him. Amen. So we talked about some very very specific things. That makes God to know. 
if you really love him. Because there are some things that we do, for example, when we rely on people. When you make, the Bible says, when you make the arm of flesh your strength, it says God cannot be for that kind of a person. God must be God, must be God, must be God in your life. Another thing was not giving God your best. When God asks for ten, you give him an eight or a seven. That's not your best. When people do that, you're not giving him your best. God, blessings can't come with that. We also talked about people that preach false gospels. The Bible is very clear about that. And so we as believers, make sure you are not aligning yourself or tying yourself to somebody who is not preaching this word of God. Because they are cursed. And the Bible says if you are with them, then that curse comes upon your life as well. So be very careful who you listen to. Be very careful. There are a lot of false prophets out there, false teachers. The one thing you must always use to know, the Bible says, by their fruits. You will know them. Make sure you study the fruits of their lives. Make sure that what they are saying out of your, uh, their mouth, you can find scriptures to back it up. Amen? Amen? Then the big one among Christians that we don't want to talk about is tithes and offerings. The Bible makes it very clear in Malachi chapter 3. If you don't pay your tithes, because God expects, Pastor Roy came up here and all the things that we do, most churches that are really preaching the gospel, they have lots of things. They do even just putting these lights on and keeping the place cool, paying staff, ministries all over. Those things are used, I mean, we have to pay for them. And so when you have a believer who comes in Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, Wednesday, you sit down, you enjoy everything, but you don't give a dime to it, or you give you, your worst, like again, you're supposed to give your ten, you give your five or your four, God cannot be pleased with that. And the Bible says what he does, he says it's a law. It's not like God curses the person. That I'm going to come up with a series, next, the next of the series we'll do is, Following the patterns of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, just like the United States, we have laws and we have patterns. If you line up with the pattern that is laid down, you will benefit from it. Even unbelievers who don't know Jesus, the Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. Even if you don't know Jesus, you are a giver, you will get back. So there are some certain laws and some certain principles and some certain patterns. There is a pattern for you to recover what was lost. There's a pattern for you to grow spiritually. There's a pattern for you to become rich. All the, everything is here. Everything. But we have to find those laws, those patterns, those principles and line up with them. Because when God sets it in place, when you line up with it, it benefits you. When you go against it, whether you are a Christian or not, you will suffer. Amen? Amen. So, tithes and offering, and then we talked about a big one again, which is speaking negative words. Please, parents, be careful what you say to your children. Husbands, be careful what you say to your wives. Wives, be careful what you say to your husbands. Keep the conflict in your home. As low as it can be. That's one thing I miss about my husband. I was a troublesome one in the home, and I'll be very honest with you. I always wanted, you know, sometimes, but no matter what, he made sure the conflict in our home was next to nothing. Because where you have positive words and affirmative words to children, to spouses, everything grows and flourishes. Where there's a lot of negative talking and screaming and yelling, things dry up and they shiver up. It's just, that's another law. Because the, this Bible says that life and death, they're in the power of this our tongue. And so make it, a, make, it, make it a lifestyle to speak blessings upon people. To talk good around people, no matter how upset you are. Because your words can curse your own people that you love. Your words can also bless them. And so I told you last week, when you go home, 
Just say, God, every negative thing I've said about my husband, about my wife, about my children, about my loved ones, about my church, about people, everything, Lord, I cancel it. Just do that. Amen? And then that's where we stopped, and that's where I'm going to pick up this week. We're going to be talking about basis for deliverance. So now we've talked and believed, and we know from all these weeks that we are chosen of God. That God has chosen you, you're special, and that God has blessed you, and that you're supposed to be the head and not the tail. You're supposed to be above and not beneath. You're supposed to prosper. Everybody may not be a millionaire, but you should be content. You should be happy. You should be comfortable. You should have favor on your life. People should see you and know there's a difference between you and your neighbor who doesn't go to church or who doesn't know Jesus. There should be an element of blessing in your life that people can see. And so if you are not seeing that and you are trying to do your best, now it's time for you to go to the Lord and say, Father, your word says, come, let us reason together. Lord, let us reason together. Lord, I insist I must be blessed. Don't ever just accept the situation the way it is. Because sometimes we do that. It's been going on for so long. What am I going to do to change it? It, Nothing. No, it can be changed. It can be changed. Things can turn around. So what are the basis for you to go to God and say, God, I deserve to be blessed. Because he says in Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 to 28, He says, though God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Verse 28, it says, then God blessed them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. And so you can go to God and say, God, on the basis of this scripture, I must be blessed. The blessing came before the curse. And so you as a child of God, the curse cannot be what is in front of everything you do. You already have, you've already been blessed at creation. So that's what you take to God in prayer. That scripture, you take it to him and say, Lord, you've already blessed me from the very beginning. This circumstance I have around me, this situation in my family, Lord, it doesn't line up with this word. You take it to God. That's your basis for, for being free. That's your basis for walking in freedom. That's your basis for, the, for your blessing. Amen? Amen? Number two, you are blessed through Abraham. I'm going to stay here for a little bit. Genesis chapter 11, verses 26 to 32. Listen, I'm going to kind of break this down a little bit. Now, Terah lived 70 years and begot Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. This is the genealogy of Terah. Terah begot Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran begot Lot, and Haran died before his father Terah. I'm going to stop there for, example, for, for a little bit. So Abraham's family, someone had died on timely death, died young. And that one's name was Terah. Haran, sorry. Haran died before his father. So that was one thing. We're going to notice a few things in Abraham's family. So that when God said, come out from among them and be separate. And when God told Abraham to come out of his family, these are the things he was telling him, I'm taking you out of. The first thing was, I'm taking you out of untimely death. So he said, and Haran died before his father Terah in his native land in all the Chaldeans. Then Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Hera, the father of Milcah, and the father of Eskab. But look at this, verse 30. But Sarai was barren, and she could not have a child. So that was another thing, again, in that family, there was barrenness. That's one thing, again, God took out of Abraham's life. Verse 31, and Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, the son of Hera and his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son's Abram's wife, 
And they went out with them from all of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. So Abraham was not the first person that went to Canaan, that was to go to Canaan. Who knew if maybe God had already spoken to his father? Because his father got up and started to go to, 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 to Canaan. But see what the Bible says. And they came to Haran and what? And dwelt there. That's very important. He never finished what he was supposed to do. He stopped in Haran, whereas he was going to Canaan. So he had business that was unfinished. He started something and he couldn't finish it. So we're having three, four problems in this family. Number one, untimely death. Number two, barrenness. Number three, not being able to finish what you started. What was the number four? There was a fourth one. Living without significance. Because the brother of, of Abraham, this is the only time, the one that didn't even die. You never heard about him again in the scripture. So in this family, you had untimely death. You had a life of insignificance. You have a life of starting something and not finishing. And then you had a barrenness, barrenness in the family. Those were the things that God, when God came to Abraham in chapter 12 of Genesis and said, get out of your father's house, that was what God was delivering Abraham from. And so as a child of Abraham, that God says now we are saved in Christ, we have been delivered from every cause, and we are the children of Abraham, those are the same things that God wants to deliver us from too. We must not have a life that is barren, spiritually or physically in any way. We must not be people that start something, we don't finish it. That is a curse, and that's what God delivered Abraham from. We must not live a life of insignificance. We must be a voice for the Lord. Amen? Amen. We must not die before our time. Our family members must not die before their time. God delivered Abraham from that. God wants to deliver us from that as well. That is part of the blessings of Abraham. Amen? Amen. You must reach where, if you start a project, if you start school, you must finish it. If you start a business, you must finish that business. It must not be the believers who are filing bankruptcy every time, every, time, every, every minute. What you start, finish it. You live long and you live strong. Your Christian life is fresh and, and is productive. You're not a believer who there's no fruits in, the life, in your life. Even Jesus, when he went to the fig tree that was full of leaves and there was no, no fruit in it, Jesus cursed it. We also saw where he went to the vineyard and said, this tree, for three years I've done everything. There is no fruit. And he told the vineyard keeper, I said, cut it down. That one said, no, no, Lord, give me one more year. Let me dig around and put some manure and see if we have fruit. God does not like barrenness. And he has saved us from that. We cannot be barren. In our Christian work, who are we ministering to? Who have we led to the Lord? As many as years as we have been a Christian, how many people can each one of us here count and say, Lord, this person looks to me as their spiritual father or their spiritual mother. I know for sure that I led this person to the Lord. How many of us can say that? It's not the number of years that you've been a Christian. It's not coming and sitting in church. That is not Christianity. Christianity is the number of people your life affects. That is what God saved Abraham. That is why Abraham is called the father of nations. The father of nations. We call him our father today because he was productive. Amen? We are the children of Abraham. And so the curses that followed Abraham that God took him away from cannot follow us. We're already blessed through the prophetic as well. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20. It says, the soul who sins shall die. 
The son shall not bear the guilt of the father. Listen to me, listen good. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. So you don't need to be afraid that great-grandpa belonged to the mason, did all kinds of stuff, and you have to suffer for it. The Bible says, no, you cannot be the one that your teeth is on edge when you didn't drink sour orange. Let the righteous be righteous for themselves And let the wicked be wicked for themselves There are some people that will never change And you must not be the one to pay the price For those who refuse to change And parents here too, believe me, what you do affects your children. What you do affects your children Don't be an ugly, mean, wicked person Forgive people. No matter what they've done to you, forgive them and let them go. Because if you don't, you are going to make your children pay the price of what they did not do. No matter what it is. The soul, the Bible says, the soul who sins should die. So you should go on that ground and go to God and say, listen, God, my great-grandfather may have been a witch doctor. My great-grandmother may have done this. But God, I was not even born at that time. I was not even there. I will not be the one to suffer for the sins of my great-great-grandfather. Because the word says, the soul that sins, that's the soul that will die. I did not sin. If I came from that family, that was just my port of arrival. Now, I have been translated into the kingdom of God. I am no longer from that gene. The DNA in my system is no longer the DNA of those worshippers of of Baal. You go to God and you tell God that. I'm speaking that over my children now in Jesus' name. The sins of great-great-great-grandfather will not be upon my children. Never. Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 29 to 30. In those days they shall say no more. The father have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. No more. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity. Everyone who eats the sour grapes, his own teeth will be on edge. Amen. I know for us in Africa, most of the Americans may not understand this, but for us in Africa, we know what this is. When I was, when I was born, I was, there were nine children in my family. I hope none of my family members are listening. I was the last girl out of five girls. And my grandmother, they took me and put some things on me, supposedly, because I had a spirit husband. If you're light-skinned or whatever, you're supposed to be whatever they do. So I grew up, I'm sleeping at night, and there's this tall man sleeping beside me. I'm telling you, just like I'm seeing you now, in bed with me every night. To the point that growing up, I would wear like two or three undies and and shorts and everything just to make sure, because I was so scared, I didn't know what this thing was going to do. And so I did that, went to, I went to an all-female boarding school, and they would tell me, my, my friends would tell me at night, you fight all the time in your sleep. I'm fighting this thing. Then I got saved. And when I got saved, they did deliverance for me. It wasn't mm, not as good, maybe. And that thing kind of went away. And then the night I got married, that thing came back. And this time, it was fight. Because I could tell he was angry. I wasn't supposed to get married. And my husband, thank God for a man who is spiritual. Thank God for a man who understands. That night, my wedding night, was spent doing deliverance for me. (laughs) We spent my wedding night doing deliverance to get those demons out. I'm telling you, things came out of my body, vomiting things that I'm telling... How they were even inside me to this day, I don't know. And to this day, I never saw that man again. Why am I telling you all this? Because sometimes we, do, we don't even know where these things came from. 
We don't even know. You are sleeping at night. You have somebody sleeping with you. You wake up. There's evidence that somebody has been in bed with you. And you are wondering where did this come from. It is not your fault. Those are the scriptures you should take. You are fighting, constantly fighting in your dreams. You are running after people. You wake up, you are sweating. You are running, they are chasing you. I mean, there are some things that we don't talk about in church, but we need to start talking about it. There are demonic things that came from grandfathers and great-grandfathers and great-great-grandfathers. And you, even if, if you are in America, they exist here too. So if you are dreaming of things that are not normal, you need to come and get prayed for. Let's de- do some deliverance for you. Because those things will hold you back. But the Bible is now saying yeah, those that eat sour grapes is their teeth that will be on edge. Not your own. And so we go to God and say, God, I was not part of that. It will not affect me. It will not affect my children. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we must... Remember that. Whatever was done was not done by you. You now have a different DNA. You are no longer in that kingdom. You've been translated into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of his dear son. Amen? Amen. And then you are blessed through Jesus. Huh? Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1 verses 18 to 19. He says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things. Aren't you glad that was the blood of Jesus that redeemed us? From the cause of the law. He said you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. From your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. Again, look at that. You've been redeemed from those traditions. You've been taken away from those traditions. All those things that were done before you were here. Before you even came. You've been redeemed from them. Amen. And it says, you were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And so because Jesus was not not blemished, Jesus did not have a spot. Jesus was clean and holy. You too, you are that way in the sight of God now. You are without spot. You are without blemish now. And you can go to God and say, because of this scripture, you take this scripture and go to him in prayer and say, God. They said, nobody in my family stays married. Everybody must be divorced. God, look at what the Bible says here about me. It says, with the precious blood of Jesus as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot. This is who I am now. And so, Lord, that curse over my family that every woman in my family must be divorced, I break it in the name of Jesus. That cause that diabetes runs in my family, I break it with the blood of Jesus. That blood that has no diabetes, that blood that has no cancer, that blood that has no hypertension, that is the blood that is not running in my veins. And so I break everything that is not of that blood in my life. That blood is the one, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. No blood that is not of Jesus belongs to two of you. And your sister too. Come here, Alec. When I was preparing this thing, God brought the two of you to me. You don't belong to any generational curse anymore. You don't belong to anything that is not of God. God has snatched you away from that. That was just your port of call. You just arrived there. That's all that it was. It's just a port of arrival. Now you are in a different family. The family of God. And it says the blood was without blemish and without spot. The blood was without blemish and without spot. That's who you are. You can become anything you want to be. And you are going to be all that God said you will be. You listen to me? Don't let those whispers of the enemy tell you otherwise. Great men of God. God picked you for a reason. And God doesn't pick dirt. God doesn't use dirt. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And so these are the things. These are the things. These are the things. As believers, we have to learn to fight. The enemy fights us. He's never tired. We must never be tired. 
So, when you, how do you remain free? After we've done all these things, you know the word of God. How do you stay free? Run, I'm going to run through it. You receive the word of God as truth. The Bible says in Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word. He sent his word and healed them. What healed them? The word of God. What delivered them from their destructions? The word of God. Know the word of God. Like I just gave you scriptures now. Go back home. That is the word of God. We might lay hands on you. We might pray for you. All of that, yes, is good. But the word of God that you know. The Bible says the truth is the truth that sets you free. Is the truth that you know. Is the truth truth that you apply that will set you free. He says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. John 8 verse 12 says, and you 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Some, some translations use that and say set free. But in reading, I found that if you are set, you can be unset. But when you are made, nobody cannot make you. When God made God, Jesus told the apostles, he said, follow me and I will make you. And he made them. When God makes you, nobody can make you. So it's not set. When you're set free, something can come and bind you again. But when you're made free, and it's the word of God that's truth, when he makes you free, nothing cannot make you. So the word of God is important. It is important. Don't you be a Christian who doesn't study the word of God. And I'm not saying read, I mean study. There's a difference between the two. You must, the word of God, the Bible says here, the word of God is light. Listen to this. He says, Jesus, uh, in eight, John 8, 12, I'm trying to hurry. Please give me 10 minutes so I can speak. 10 minutes, okay? Because there's a lot I want to say here. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. Curses are darkness. And so when you're following Jesus, when you're following the light, and this is the light, this is the illumination comes through this. You can, all the light you need in the world is here. When you're walking with the light, darkness cannot be around you. It's not possible for light and darkness to ever dwell together. Never. Night never means the, when, when daytime comes, night knows to disappear. You never come and find night fighting with daytime and say, no, I'm still night. No, once the day dawns, the night knows to flee. If this place is turned off now and I light just a little match, just a little match, the whole darkness disappears. So if you want darkness in your life to disappear, disappear, get the light of God, the light of the world. In the beginning, what God first did was light, light be. Once there's light, there cannot be darkness. There cannot be deception. There cannot be curses in your life. Amen? Yes. And then the word of God is fire. The Bible says the word of God is fire and it's, it's a hammer in Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine, I'm just telling you why the word of God is so precious. He says it's not my word. It's not my word like a fire, says the Lord. And like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So what problem do you have? That cannot be broken by the, word, by the word of God. You keep putting the word of God on it. No matter how strong it is. You keep saying the word of God. Eventually that thing is going to break. No matter how dirty. No matter how much debris. No matter how much dirt. You put the word of God in it. It's fire. It's going to burn everything off. There's nothing. The word of God cannot do. And then believe the word of God. The Bible says so. Then faith comes by hearing. Don't worry and say, you know, sometimes we say, oh, do I believe the word? Do I believe? Am I? Do I really believe or do I not believe? My dear, you start reading the Bible. You start listening to it. Faith will come. Faith, your, your faith will come. The Bible has made it. said the word of God is like water. That washes you. You might not even know you are being washed. But one day you are going to look at yourself and say, Oh, I don't do that thing I used to do again. I don't do it anymore. Because I've been with the word of God. It's the same thing. You might say, okay, I have unbelief. I don't believe this. I don't believe that. But you keep hearing the word of God. You keep coming and sitting before the word of God. One day you are going to realize, oh no. I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not scared anymore. That thing is not following me anymore. But you have to make yourself available for the word to build that faith in you. You have to be a woman or a man of the word. And then you have to reject the lie. 
Because the enemy will come back again and tell you, ah, you think just by speaking words, you think just by speaking words for real? Let's see the scripture here in Hebrews, in chapter 11, verse 24. Let's see what example we have. He says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You have to refuse. Moses could have said, oh, well, you know, they told me I was picked up in the, in the, in the bushes or in the river. I, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to, I, I'm, I'm in, the, in the palace, let me enjoy and call myself. No, he refused to be called what he wasn't. He refused and chose to, to align and to agree with what he was. You too can do the same thing. You can say, you know what, I refuse that I would die from diabetes. I refuse that I would die from, from a stroke. I refuse that I would die from cancer. I refuse that I would... You have to refuse it. Just like, just like Moses refused it. You have to refuse it. And then finally, you have to resist the enemy. You have to resist. Because he is persistent, you have to be more persistent. He doesn't give up. You have to run farther than he does. Amen? You have to. The Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 6, it says, submit to God, resist the enemy. And when you do that, what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say if you resist the enemy? We flee from you. So as we end this series, I want us to pray. Stand to your feet this morning. I want us to do one thing again. I want you, if you're here today, and you say, Lord, there's a cycle in my family. There's a pattern in my life. Every year at a certain time, I want us to finally, today, put it all down and rest. Put it all away from you and know that now you don't have to have that thing in your family anymore. You don't have to have that thing in your life anymore. If you're that person, let's just put it to rest today. I want you to come here. I'm there too. Let's pray and ask God. Forever is settled in heaven. You are blessed and you are not cursed. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everyone, I'm not having prayer partners come out because we are, if your prayer partner is it's, it's, it's for you too, it's for all of us too. We're going to put all those things to rest today. Hallelujah. And after this, you know that now, what you need to do, get your scriptures. Get your scriptures, get your scriptures, get your scriptures. You need to know what the scripture says and stand on it and refuse to budge. Those things, those curses, those adversities will not be part of your life again. Amen? Will not be part of your family again. Will not be part of, of, your, of, of, your, of your finances. You will, not, you will not make money and you don't know what you are doing with the money you've made. It's like there are holes in your pocket. That is not your portion. Amen? I'm just going to put my hands on you just one minute and then we are done. Because I want to really make sure that we end this series knowing that you don't have anything that is of the enemy in your body anymore. In your family, it's over from now on. Sicknesses that run in your family is not your portion. In the name of Jesus, I anoint you and I set you free from every curse. I anoint you and I set you free from every curse. Every adversity, every cycle, every pattern in your family, you're free from it from today. From today, no more. No more. No more. No more. You are completely free today. No more. Don't even mention it again from now on. You are free from now on. No more in the name of Jesus. The Bible says whom the Son has set free is free indeed. No more from now on. You are completely made whole in the name of Jesus. You are completely made whole in the name of Jesus. You are completely made whole in the name of Jesus. No part of it in your body anymore. You are no longer part of that system. Your DNA has been changed completely. Made whole in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. No more barrenness. No more barrenness. Oh, nothing of God that is not of you 
in this body in the name of Jesus. It shall be according to the word of God. It shall be according to the word of God. Rise to your height. Rise to your place in Jesus. In Him. In glory. In the name of Jesus. Nothing will hold you back. Nothing will hold you back. Nothing will limit you anymore. Every curse is broken. Every curse is broken. Every curse is broken. Every curse is broken. Every curse is broken in the name of Jesus. Oh, you did not eat the sour grape. It will not be you that will have your teeth on edge. From now on, it's over. It's over, over. All those dreams, all those dreams is gone in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you that you have set free, 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 free. Every sickness, every disease that is generational, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come out of his body in Jesus' name. Father God, no more, no more, no more, no more. A new line, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Everything new, everything new, you have been made, made in the image and likeness of God. From now on, you will not have to suffer for what you did not know. Your children will not have to suffer for what they did not know. From now, you have been set free and made whole in the name of Jesus. Oh, your teeth will not be on edge when you didn't eat sour grapes. Oh, from now, no more. Oh, there's a turnaround. Translated, translated, translated into the kingdom of life. Nothing of the kingdom of darkness will hold on to you anymore. It is broken today, broken completely in the name of Jesus. Broken completely in the name of Jesus. Broken completely. It will not stay. It will not stay. It's not part of your life. And so it has to go. Everything that is of God now comes upon you. Every blessing that is of God now comes upon you. Oh, my Cancer will not ever know your body. Cancer will never know your body in Jesus' name. Cancer will never be part of this body in Jesus' name. Never, 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 never. Oh, they both You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free. Completely free. From the head to the soles of your feet. Completely made whole. Everything that is not of God, you must leave this body. Oh, you did not eat it, so it will not bother you. Every plant, everything that is not of God, I uproot it from your body. I uproot it, uproot it, uproot it. It will not affect you. It will not affect your children. Oh, mother, we cut it off today. 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 No more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. Oh, the sin of the, the, the wicked we pay for their own sin. The wicked will pay for their own sin. The righteous will enjoy the blessings of the Lord. You are righteous. Enjoy the blessings of the Lord. Enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I break off everything against you. I break it from you, from your children, from your generation. I break it off. You didn't know what was done. It will not affect you. I unlock it. I unlock it. I remove all the chains from you. Oh, receive your blessing. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Every altar, every altar that was raised. Oh, Mother Bosho Torobo, your name was mentioned. Today I pour the fire of the Holy Spirit on it. I pour the fire of the Holy Spirit on it. Those that said it will not amount to anything, they will not amount to anything in the name of Jesus. Those that said it will not go forward, they will never see forward in the name of Jesus. Today, you are free. You are free, my sister. You are free. You are free. You are free. No curse of your father's house. No curse in your mother's house. No curse that was spoken over your life out of jealousy. Nothing that was said will ever come to pass. Today, you have the new DNA of Jesus. And that is what you will come on to. Every blessing will come into your life. To the glory of His name. Who God has blessed, no man can cause. Who God has blessed, no man can cause. Who God has blessed, no man can cause. No man can cause you. No man can cause you. No man can cause you.
you. Everyone that has said this against you, oh, I cancel them right now. In the name of Jesus, I cancel every negative thing that has been said against you or your children or your grandchildren. I stand in the gap right now and I say no more. From this day forward, no more would that be in your family, in your DNA, in your generation, in your genealogy. You stand and you refuse it. No more. The generation is blessed now. Because of you, the blessings begin to flow. Because of you, the blessings begin to flow. Because of you, you have opened the door. You have dislodged it. You have dislodged it. Only blessings will flow now. Every debris that has blocked everything, God says from now on, only blessings will flow. To the glory of your name, Father. Father, I thank you. I thank you. This will be a mighty, mighty child that you're raising to the glory of your name. Father God, I thank you that everything that was spoken, everything that was said is canceled in the name of Jesus. I pour the fire of the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus. The Bible says we overcome him by the blood and by the word of our testimony. You have overcome. You have overcome. You are an overcomer. He causes you to triumph in all things. You are triumphant in the name of Jesus. You are triumphant in the name of Jesus. Oh, you are the head. You will never be the tail. You will never be the tail. You are above, never beneath. Oh, my lady, everything will fall into place because now you have laid it all down. The fire of the Holy Spirit has destroyed it. The hammer of the word has broken every stone. Every resistant stone has been broken. You are now fully in the image and likeness of God. No matter what they say, no matter what has been said over you, no matter what has been prophesied over you, the Bible says if it's not of God, it will not come to pass. Right now, every chain that was looped around you, every cause, every negative word, I cancel it. I cancel it. I cancel it. Goodness and mercy will be your portion all the days of your life. All your heart's desires, God will give it to you. God says blessings will overtake you. Will overtake you, overtake you, overtake you, overtake you. Oh, my shenderebobosheh. You are blessed. You are blessed. Completely blessed. And whom God has blessed, no man can curse him. No man can curse her. Oh, every plan of the enemy for your life to shut your mouth. To shut your mouth. Angel, I break it now. I lose you from the griefs of the enemy, from griefs of sickness that has no diagnosis. I lose you from it today. I lose you from it. Every whispering spirit that says you will never be free. I break it in the name of Jesus. You will be free. You will be free. You are free to the glory of God. You were told you would never amount to anything. When you were young, somebody spoke things over your life. And when you see yourself trying to succeed, those words come back in your mind. And you're still wondering. And you're still wondering. The Bible says to tell you now. God says to tell you. You have been made the head. You are not the tail. You are more than worthy. You are not a failure. God has things for you to do. No matter what they said, it will not come to pass. God has put you high above. Nothing can bring you down. And so I speak the blessings of God over you. Let the blessings of God overtake you. Run you over. May you never recover from me. Let him bless you going out. Let him bless you coming in. Let his favor that surrounds you as a shield begin to lift you above your, above your fellows today. No evil thing that is planned against you will see the light of day. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. God has blessed you. God has lifted you today. Every curse that goes in your family, everything that runs in your family, God says it's been cut off from you. It's been cut off from you today. You have a new DNA. You have a new bloodline. And that's the bloodline of Jesus. No sickness will be part of your body again. We curse every sickness in the name of Jesus. Be free in Jesus' name. 